Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. Before we dig into today's really interesting interview with Jean-Baptiste Valley, I just wanted to suggest that you find some time to check out my chat with digital talent Tammy McPherson. Her interview is so honest and open, she really does give you some interesting insights into how she built her unique fashion career. Also, don't forget to leave your feedback in the comment sections on iTunes or DM me on Instagram. I'm always looking for ways to improve the Fashion Your Seatbelt podcast. Now, let me tell you a bit about Jean-Baptiste Valley. He is an extremely talented Italian designer who was born in Rome and has now built up his own empire. A fashion empire dedicated to creating romantic, feminine, and beautiful clothing for women who want to look and feel special. Valley has done something very few modern designers have been able to accomplish. He spent years honing his craft alongside great designers like Roberto Capucci and Emmanuel Ingro before making a bold choice in 2005, when most of his peers were becoming designers for big-name fashion houses, to launch his own signature label. In fact, he reportedly famously passed up on taking on the Valentino house to start his own company, which, as anyone in fashion will tell you, is a pretty ballsy move. Since then, he has slowly and meticulously grown his brand, supported by a devoted gaggle of beautiful fashion plates that have been affectionately called Valley Girls. That include Bianca Brandolini Dada, Charlotte Dela, Lee Radswell, Queen Rania of Jordan, Diane Kruger, and Giovanna Engelbert. He even had the backbone to take on the rarefied air of haute couture, launching his line in 2011. He now counts more than 250 points of sale around the world in over 40 countries across the globe. Oh, and did I mention, besides building his own brand, Valley was behind the Montclair Gamme Rouge women's wear line, designing it for almost a decade as well. So the man knows how to multitask. He also is fiercely independent and until this past year, rebuffed any offers from groups to bring the Valley brand into a luxury fold. But last year, Valley teamed up with François Pinot and signed an agreement with Artemis, the French holding company of the Pinot family, which acquired a minority stake in the house. This means that the Valley brand is currently in the throes of some major expansion as the designer plots out the future of his namesake house. One other thing you need to know about Valley, he loves beauty. He surrounds himself with it, hunts it out wherever he goes, and uses it as a benchmark for everything he does. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that instead of doing our interview in a sterile office setting, he invited me to tea at his hotel, where, sitting by a pool and overlooking a glorious vista, we talked about his past, present, and the exciting future he sees for his house. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. You are amazing. As always, we've known each other for, God, what? 20 some odd years? Don't even say. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like yesterday. It feels like yesterday. We're still in it. First question is, and I've always wanted to ask this of you, so please forgive me. The pearls. I've known you. I've never seen you without the pearls. So I know you've told the story many times, but can you tell me the story of the pearls? What, What made that 
your signature piece of jewelry? It, it came like casually. Actually, I, I was, I mean, I, I, I used to go very often to India and I came like lately too. And uh, I was over there and there was this piece of purse uh, that were like part of a big uh, Maraja necklace. Mm-hmm. So it was a jewelry made it for men and a natural purse. I loved it. And this friend that is jewelry designer, he says to me, why don't you wear them? I mean, that's, this is jewelry for men. And I say, oh, that's a good idea. And I put it on and it became like my lucky charm, my, my signature. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I've always loved it. It's all like, no, it's, yeah. it's my thing. It and, I, and I love it because uh, it's kicked me to, to wear ties that it looks really old for me. It's much better pearls. <laughs> oh, so pearls better than tie. Okay. Yeah. And I love that pearls are a living thing, you know, that, that you have to wear them for them to stay yeah. alive, which I think yeah. is great. Um, so I wanted to go back a little bit to uh, to the beginning. I, one of the things that I loved about your story is that unlike a lot of young designers today who kind of just launch their brand right away, you really took the time to to learn and to make your mistakes, quote-unquote, under the tutelage of some amazing designers. And I wanted to know, you know, what did you take away from that time, Anunger? What did you take away at that time with Roberto uh, Capucci um, that really formed you as a designer later when you launched your own label? I think this is what I really, I really can can give it as a suggestions uh, to young designers. It's very important to experiment. It is very important to um, to get the knowledge. So it's very important to train before to jump mm-hmm. uh, by yourself. So I, I was very lucky to to cross like big masters in my life. Uh, Roberto Capucci was uh, extremely, you know, it's like big, 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 the first love. So it's somebody that I'm never, never going to forgive because it was the most human um, experience that I had it. Um, it's somebody that he, um, I learned from him, the respect for women. He always used to say to me, uh Battista, never forget the woman, she can be potentially a mother, so you have to respect her. And this is very beautiful, and I still have it in my mind. And then it's somebody that he was working such in a free way with volumes, and with uh, with shapes and with colors. So it was like sculptural and 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 using, you know, volumes and 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 colors, and it, it, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, I had like uh, uh, an international, I can say, experience. The moment that I worked at Fendi with Karl Lagerfeld in and out, and you know, and bringing us this clear kind of flavor of Paris, of uh, uh, the, the top model runways of the moment and, you know, the flavor of something really, really glamour coming out from an either You know, I was living in Rome, so it was not really like living in New York, London or Paris. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then at Ungaro, I arrived and I arrived in a place that it was Paris that I was not exact, expecting to land. Oh. In a sense, yes, in the other sense, not, because I was living like, I used to live in London and New York and, you know, in other places that they were like more close to my young culture of that moment. And when I arrived, I had everything to learn. Mm. And actually today in the movie, you're going to see a little bit my, my evolution through the French culture that I had to conquer mm. because it was something that it was so far from my culture. And so I have to go and to learn the ABC of all the culture and to go through and to experiment and to go like in all that kind of, uh, of uh, I can say, of a process. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered, uh, it was the, this uh, 
what we call luxury. Even if it, today I skip a little bit this word because luxury, this, it doesn't mean anymore what it used to mean. It's a little bit too overused and too abused. And so I would call excellence uh -huh. that it's more appropriate for me right now. And it's what I'm really um, passionate and uh, uh, obsessed by. And I saw this excellence on, of the making, the art of making these clothes, uh -huh. the art of making these garments, the art of making these colors, the art of making these fabrics, these embroideries, these flowers, these feathers, whatever it is around this uh, atelier. Uh -huh. and, uh, and this is was really extraordinary. Uh -huh. And this is probably the most extraordinary experience that I had at, at Ungaro. Uh -huh. And, uh, and, and they arrived in the moment that I want to express what, what was Gian Battista Valli. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, the beginning, it was exactly what... Uh, today we are talking about uh, machine, machine, machine. The future is going to be about everything. is going to be about everything mechanic. And the Artificial other way, intelligence, and, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Whatever, but I wanted just to mix the two things because I think one cannot live without the other one. Mm -hmm. It's like there is no future if you don't have the knowledge of the past. And so, and at the same moment, I'm interested only about now, mm -hmm. the now. So uh, the very beginning of John Battista Valli was really the clash of these two cultures, that it was uh, the industry, so the, the art of making that kind of, uh, the, how can I say, the fastness, the... The, the industrial side, but you know, the industrial side mostly as uh, Joe Ponti used to do industrial things. Mm -hmm. So the art of making the industrial. And the same way I wanted to conciliate and to, and to keep it uh, alive and modernize, modernize the, this, this sense of uh, the atelier of the, uh, this privilege of the uniqueness of the, I don't know, of the alchemy of working like in a, in a, in a laboratory or whatever, you know, something mm -hmm. like magic, mm -hmm. this magic. And so I wanted to put the two things together. And then it's happened with John Battista Valli, the very first uh, okay. seasons or so. Well, let's talk about that. So you um, were running uh, Ungaro and then you left Ungaro. I left Ungaro to do John Battista to Valli, Valli to yeah. do the jump. Yeah, to do but the, the jump. jump. I did it with, you know, what in, in the circus they put the net under the. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, the so you jump without a net? I jumped it with the net because I had the experience of previous experience with Ungaro, with Fendi, with, with Capucci, you know, have a big experience. It wasn't without the net because I had an experience. So I had, I, I, I experiences, I did, uh, I did uh, the, the good and bad. I, 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 you know, I saw it, what it was. I, I, I really deal it on, on the, on the real work for other companies. And so I have really the, 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 the training to jump by myself. Yeah, because at that period, if we're looking back to that time, there, even if you had left Ungaro, there were a lot of houses at that time. You were getting designers who were going into, yeah, you know, famous yeah, houses yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to launching their own. So why was, what was it that you were like, I'm not going to go and run, you know, Valentino because I know that was yeah, something that was on the <laughs> table at one point, right? I'm not going to. Oh, gonna you know, I make it happy other people, you yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, you know what is really nice? 
It's really nice that uh, that is really funny because because uh, in a way the other night Pierpaoli was uh, almost saying this. It was very nice. Oh. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very supportive to them and I'm very so. Yeah, anyway. and, and and great things but are happening it, for them it, and great things it, are happening it, for you. I made it. I made it happy. But you know, I I was I was feeling at that time. I just wanted to express. Um, I wanted to express myself. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Um, trans- being 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 a translator on a movie mm-hmm. and being an actor on your movie mm-hmm. so i wanted to be the i want to act in my movie and i wanted just to be coherent with my idea and i had mm-hmm. an idea of course if, if i had any personal ideas probably i was going to reinterpret another house mm-hmm. but i had like a very strong idea of these women's that that's what the now these women's of mine this kind of uh, independent women's uh, uh not belonging to anybody not belonging or even probably to fashion very nomadic very jet set in a mental way it doesn't mean that you're rich or not but it's the mental position uh-huh. you know it's like this well that's kind of that's one of the things that people talk about with you is that you do have this die hard group of women that you to a certain extent have grown up with as a, a designer as well like they are committed to you how do you generate such you know fanatic loyalty to your brand and to you that you know a lot there's a lot of options out there and yet you really i mean lots of designers have lots of music extra etc but you really do have a hardcore rabid almost because because i'm I'm do the most honestly my job i enjoy to do it Mm -hmm. and they feel it that i enjoy to do it and I i i i want to share with them all their happiness and you know i'm totally in love for them I cannot live without them. And this group of girls, they are like even my biggest inspiration. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I, when I draw in, I always think that we, you know, we do the fittings of the things on the, the show and the things and we say, is this going to work on that one or the other one? Who, which one is going to choose or whatever? So it's like, a real way to look at if it works or not, the mm-hmm. work on reality. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes some other, I think in some other fashion houses, they miss the point of the reality, of the, the final reality of a woman. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want to be in a museum one day. Of course, we would love to like to be in like in auctions, our dress one day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that right now, now I just want to be in the world of a woman. I want to be on her. I want to be around her. I want her to keep it as the, the longest in the wardrobe mm-hmm. and not to be out of fashion like five minutes after mm-hmm. just really want to to be part of a life mm-hmm. and then one day if it's going to be in a museum that's great mm-hmm. yeah but that's for later yeah but, but you know but, but sometimes talk- sometimes on designers they work just because they want as an artistic project yeah but okay so yeah, yes that's a, but that's this, a- there is some people that they do it extremely well but yeah. you know there are leaders of this come the garçon or mm-hmm. the covens yeah. or the people like mm-hmm. that are brilliant but 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 okay so I give you that, that you do design for real women. And I remember you telling me how when all of your newses started to have kids, how that kind of shifted how you were designing things yeah, that they had, yeah, they were yeah. changing. Um, but you also are one of the few modern designers designing couture. So how do you juxtapose those, the, this such a rarity, you know, but area? Because, because, because I think that, I mean, and I have the youngest customers of couture from all the others and I have mm-hmm. super, super, super young customers. So, um, my intuition was that in a certain moment when everybody was saying the haute couture was dead, that, that you know, the haute couture, I always put it out actually, my, my, my ideas are in, in the, the, the weirdest moment, but it was the best of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I started John Battista Valle in 2005 and it was a few years after the, 
11th of September. And there were all the conflicts and everything. The economy was really bad. The U.S. market was really bad and everything. But, you know, I came out with something so different, so unique that everybody jumping on it. Mm -hmm. So when I put it out, the haute couture, it was a moment that everybody was saying, haute couture is dead, uh, the atelier, the thing, da, 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 da. this is luxury, it doesn't work anymore, da, da, da. everybody was working much more on a logo than on a silhouette and everything. So I came out with the idea of the haute couture and look at right now, you know, right now it's the busiest, the most trafficated fashion week in, in Paris is the haute couture fashion week. Mm -hmm. Everybody uh, jump on it. I pulled it out like when I started the, 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 the luxury idea that mm -hmm. nobody was like in that field and today luxury you have it even on the grocery like next door for, mm -hmm. to sell like a shampoo mm -hmm. so you know it's like um, today you know I'm in something else that I'm, I'm saying to you it's that kind of exclusivity excellence uh, mm -hmm. something excellence, excellence. the privilege to have that kind of excellence mm -hmm. that very few people has it right yeah now. that's very 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 true that's very true I'm curious um, because you were one of the few who were able to pull off ready-to-wear couture, and you were also designing for Montclair for many, many, many years. Yeah, ten years. Ten years. Gosh, yeah. that's right, ten but, years. But, you know, Karl Lagerfeld. Did okay, yeah, you and Karl Lagerfeld are the only two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know. Okay, right, but so... But we had, probably we had the only two enjoying it in the sense that, uh, you know, many other designers, they suffer and, oh, my God. God, it was such a... I mean, mm -hmm. we don't offer software. We, we have fun and it's effortless what we do. Okay, but there's got to be a shift now. That do you? How is that now that you have that one, you know, deadline that you don't have to deal with anymore after those 10 years? How has that changed your vision or life or anything? Or have you, were you able but, to... You know, I, you know I, 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 I don't even pretend, but I did it. Mm -hmm. I really built it up. The yeah, it was Claire, fabulous. Women's wardrobe that mm -hmm. didn't exist at all at the time. Mm -hmm. I bring this baby to a massive success. Yep. Uh, yesterday I was uh, with Hilary at dinner, Hilary Swank. She yeah. was next to me and she says, oh, you remember, you invited me to your first Montclair show and arrived there. I didn't even knew it, who was Montclair, what was Montclair, and knew right now. And we, we, we were Was that laughing. the one that was underneath the opera with the, no, with the it's horses? Even before. It was even before that one? That one is the one that's... Right, the Bordel one. That's right. And I remember that I invited... Uh, there was uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, mm -hmm. that they were the hottest girl at the moment, mm -hmm. a dear friend, I can say. And there was Rihanna, that she's a dear friend, and nobody was... Nobody cared about Rih Rihanna. Who? <laughs> it was really, she came, Rihanna, as a friend, and she came to see, and it was really fun. But oh anyway, um, but um, but when the moment that uh, you know, like uh, eight months ago, the you know family they 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 came and they invested in my company, Minority, mm -hmm. and uh, you know when we were like looking to all these things and everything, the wish was really for them and. Mostly me too, to concentrate just on Jean-Baptiste Valen, to do it, you know, to, and to don't lose energy like for other things, but just to be focused on, on one main thing that is called Jean-Baptiste Valen. Mm -hmm. And, and I had an exclusivity with Montclair to do, to do the sports. And so the wish was really to do the sport, the, you know, that kind of uh, chic sport, that kind. I don't want to be Nike. I mm -hmm. don't want to do what uh, Adidas do because they do it like perfectly in that kind of section. But I wanted to do something that it was like, 
uh, on an everyday kind of look, even to go to the office or even to go like I don't know to to um, during the weekend or something that he can dress up you more than just an active wearer. Uh-huh. Things like as I did it for Montclair Gam Rouge. And uh, but we wanted to do under the name of Jean-Baptiste Valley. That's mm-hmm. why, in a certain moment, you know, the it, time it, to switch things up. The story, up. the story yeah. that they have to, to change, to, to yeah, to change or to, to to stop, to you know, to start a new one, new chapter. Yeah. So, um, so I know Salma Hayek, um, Pino's wife, is a huge fan. Which she was the one who's like. We gotta hook him up. We gotta, we gotta invest. He's amazing. How did, how did that all happen? Because that's a huge deal. No, no, I, I and what made you decide you wanted to have an invest of minority? You know, you know, it, it comes mostly, I can say, from, uh, uh, Francois Pinot. Mm-hmm. He was very enthusiastic. It was very, it was, uh, you know, it, it comes this very strong interest on, on the, on the label. And, uh, when we met, uh, I mean, it was, oh, it was really like to meet like an old friend. I felt so understood mm. by, and it's so we we felt like talking the same language, and this is very extremely rare, no? Because mm-hmm. it's so it's so rare to find such a comprehensions of the language between between two. So there was an organic connection from the beginning. Very nice. Oh. Very nice. That must be such a relief. Such a, such an you know educations and cultural and art vision mm-hmm. and lifestyle and uh, 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 reality the same same way. They're like a great family. Mm-hmm. And then Salma that I know from many 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 years. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I used to dress at uh, the, the, the time of Ungaro, mm-hmm. so we know each other from very very years. And she's she's a, she's a great fan and ambassador. And I mean, I love, she love, she always loved it, it. But this is independent in the sense that she was always like a a great fan. Like I was saying when they came, you know, it's happened that that uh, that we want to just you know the wish was really for me too, and even me, you know, it, it was to uh, I did the first twelve years in solo, but I wanted you know to to. To really evolve this kind of, of story, you know, I build it mm-hmm. up the DNA, I build it up the meaning, I build mm-hmm. it up the silhouette, I build it up the, um, the, the, the fun group of women, mm-hmm. I build it up what, what is John Battista, or today you should say John Battista Valli, on, 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 on a group of women, they know exactly yeah. what it is, they know exactly the silhouette, they know exactly what they can get from them, so... Now that I build it up, all these things, you know, now in a, in a free way, so in a totally um, independent way, in a totally uh, coherent way. Mm-hmm. So now it's nice to have an investors to that he believes in it and to you know evolve and to and to enlarge mm-hmm. all this. So this is what you mentioned earlier. So the the strategy now, the looking, the famous "Where will you be in five years?" question is. Uh, <laughs> It's more the sports aspect then? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, in five years it's going to be... Uh, no, this is just a little sector because okay. I think that today, you know, the, 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 today, the, today, today the customers, what they want, they want to have like the old wardrobe under like different names. So mm-hmm. uh, even if you have an haute couture house, you must have like a sneaker, you must have like a, a jogging, you must have, uh, uh, I don't know, you must have like uh, items that they go from the high heels to the sneaker, they go from the haute couture to the Jogging that they go from the uh, the sweatshirt, the 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 the, the, the cashmere sweaters embroidery to the sweatshirt. You know, you must like have this kind of a whole uh, universe, entire universe and wardrobe. This mm-hmm. woman, because you know, the, the program is that we are opening. Like we have an, a, a very a, a very nice uh, strategy of opening 
of, of uh, yeah, John Battista Valle around the world that it's like very important for me because until today I have these fragmentations of the product at the end. So the image of John Battista Valle was the image of the fashion show, the image of his celebrities that they all like feel pay mm -hmm. not celebrities that I pay for that mm -hmm. just enjoy to come mm -hmm. and to have to wear my dresses well I remember seeing Celine so. Dion just like <laughs> jump out of her seat with pleasure and like hello at the end and you were like it's Celine yeah, yeah, this is fun. number one number say. one fan <laughs> number one fan yeah no but I have a lot because they, they, they just enjoy to wear them and they, they we have a we have a very honest relationship you know they don't feel abused or, or badly used by me I'm very respect on very private every time that they do like a, a wedding dress for somebody very important or even like some for some important moments of some celebrities so totally sub secret they mm -hmm. feel like in for comfort mm -hmm. then they come to me they feel uncomfortable they don't feel at all abused by me mm -hmm. I hate that yeah so the idea with the stores then is to once again take control of your narrative so it's not being you know sent out to different the, pro the problem that I had like fragments of collections like in, in that is very nice but mm -hmm. you know but you need to express even your own vision your entire vision so mm -hmm. there, is, there is like a cathedral over there you know you have to build up your temple cathedral whatever your maison and mm -hmm. the people can get in and then when they're going to find another like uh um, uh, multi-level stores your things they know what they're going to get mm -hmm. you understand mm -hmm. so, they can go but, to their church they can find their religion yeah but, <laughs> it, no, but the thing the thing is that that uh, that uh, you know every every single uh, retailer you know he just choosing his own taste away and so and they mix it with other things and so mm -hmm. you know uh, it, it's diluted it becomes, yeah it's uh, it's, mm. it's beautiful because you see another aspect of the label, but I would love like more and more and more now. And actually, we just opened today, I just put it on Instagram, we just opened like the second uh, boutique in Seoul. Oh, wow. And uh, this, on Monday, we're going to open our first boutique in London. Oh, congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Sloan Street. Sloan Street. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then uh, uh, in two weeks, we're going to open a boutique in Beijing. Mm -hmm. And end of July, we're going to open a boutique in Doha. Okay. So there is a lot. There's a like, real strategy yeah. to, of yeah. growth. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That is something that has to support the, the, the multi-brand uh, mm -hmm. business too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you name-checked Instagram there. I wanted to ask you about that aspect of fashion, which you can, if you can't get around these days, this whole... But you already, <laughs> even before Instagram, you had this built-in posse of women, right? But what is your thinking about or strategy about? And I hear a lot of brands are putting a lot less of their money into traditional marketing and more into creating these ambassadors or these influencers or creatives to represent the band or how do you feel about that whole dynamic of how brands are getting the word out you know I really believe in honesty mm. and sometimes uh, there are some images that really even if they are paid by the company but they are like, very faithful to the company and sometimes there are others that are just paid and forced so it doesn't look natural and doesn't doesn't really fit so, uh -huh. so you're just going to stick with your your girls yeah, you know, I, I love unexpected things. So, you know, I think I think it's unexpected things. For example, Rihanna the Grammy says she was very unexpected. Yes. Or, you know, I, I love unexpected things. I love uh, J-Lo to look like a, an empress, dressed by you like a diva from Hollywood, dressed mm -hmm. by her. I love the way that we can turn the image on some, somebody in something different without mm -hmm. the naturate. Mm -hmm. the, the, but what I also love about what you do is that unlike some other big successful brands, you have a continuality, a certain spirit of femininity, a style that's all your own that 
if you bought something from your fourth collection or you bought something from your most recent collection, that it's it doesn't nothing feels dated. That there's a it's not like one hit wonder. You seasons. know who used to say this? Franca Sozzani. Franca used to say oh, to I me, love you know, I miss her so yeah, much as a as a as a person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she's the but best. But anyway, so honest. So uh, yes, totally, oh, yeah. totally direct, honest, and but anyway, she she was saying to me, you know, you like uh, I love your things because you know I put it in the wardrobe and then you know I rediscovered them and I want to wear them and I never know from one collection they belong. I mean, I just love them. And mm-hmm. this is Frank all the time. She was mm-hmm. saying, this is this is your your power is this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was saying always, you know, the power is that I can be dressed in Giambattista Valli, Bianca, she can be dressed in Giambattista Valli, Beatrice Borromeo, she can be... I remember in this wedding, we were, they were all like in Giambattista Valli, mostly of them, and she was saying, you know, everybody keep intact her personality, you can suit all of them, it's incredible, because wait, we're wait, all so different. There was a, you were all, they were all at a wedding, and they were all wearing Giambattista Valli, and yet they all looked like individual women yeah, with they their were looking style. Like individual, but you know, I, I hate the idea to... Uh, first, I hate the idea to, to have billboard women, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate the idea that... Uh, uh, they shout out too much like fashion or mm-hmm. fashion things or trends or whatever so mm-hmm. I love this kind of timeless pieces but in a with that kind of uh, that kind of now mm-hmm. on them it's 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 very it's it's it's, it's it looks very easy but it's very difficult to, to make it in a way so last five questions these yeah, are my five generic fashion questions that I ask everybody you ready yeah. so you'll be like I've yeah. heard these before okay so what item of clothing you personally do you have that is your most cherished piece that you own oh dear oh, I mean uh, my uniform I always dress the same more or less uh, so there's not a single a piece that you have in your wardrobe that you just love above all else something that you can't live without there is I only wear one shirt that Hermes made it on my design that I always I have I think 10 of them and it's the only shirt that I wear. Wait, wait, Hermes does specific shirts for you? Yeah. Damn, girlfriend, that's not bad. All right. Yeah. That is, that is, that's pretty, that, that's pretty X at all, I gotta say. No, because I did, I did this, this, this shirt that I was wearing last night. I wear every time. In every picture you see me with this shirt, the popular shirt, I cannot wear it. I cannot live with that, that, that one. What is specific about it that, that it's. Because the collar, it's cut as a t shirt, but it's a shirt. <gasps> I love. Now I'm gonna have to look at all your pictures. Okay. I'll be sure to you after. Yeah, so I want to see. Understand. I want to see. Okay. Um, what for women out there? What is the one item of clothing if they don't have a lot of money, but if they really should invest in that? If they're gonna spend their cash on one item, is it a great pair? Is it a great suit? What is that one piece that they should really spend that extra amount of money on? I think it's uh, more than on the clothes. The, the things that it looks more expensive as to be the quality of the skin and the hair. Hmm. Okay. So take care of yourself first. First. Mm-hmm. At all. First. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer. Okay. Um, what trend would you never follow? It, we talk about trends every all season. Trend, trends. Trend. All the trends. All the trends. So trends are... I hate trends. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Okay. What designer, living or dead, who is your favorite designer, living or dead? Yves Saint Laurent. Monsieur Yves Saint Laurent, uh-huh. uh, but for the design, but mostly for his uh, philosophy of life. Last question: What do you love most about fashion? To do you, what you love? Of course, it's a, a fashion. It's it's just a. If, if, 
fashion today can be divided into the fashion people into classes, into mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. There is a group they do fashion almost, and you know when you do the cleaning of the money, mm-hmm. money, so, lo- money laundering, money yeah. laundering. Yeah, you can do your life laundering in, mm-hmm. the, in the sense that they think that they evolve like in a kind of aristocracy kind of group, mm-hmm. and so just do it for this. And then there is another group of fashion people that you do for for passion because they cannot live without. It's like you, you cannot, you cannot. Uh, it's like almost like you're missing oxygen. Mm-hmm. So you just do it for, for passion, mm-hmm. and uh, and I like it for this. Mm-hmm. So basically, without fashion, you can't breathe. It's not about without pa- fashion, but you know, fashion. It was for me uh, action of expression. So it's like almost like to a painter to cut like an arm or something. Mm-hmm. Then of course, the moment that probably there is not any more fashion for me, I'm going to express another way. But right now, it's really, it's really my legs that I can run with. Mm. Jamba, thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. Oh, oh you're such a sweetheart. Oh. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.